This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Sounding the alarm, Pastor warns in his message, Planting Seed in Fertile Soil, that there's heart trouble in the body of Christ. As that body, the church, we're being warned that we're sick and need healing from our heart trouble. Like a prosperous farmer, God has created man to use the tools he's been given to produce a good crop. Using simple, everyday language and the example of a farmer who plants crops, the heart needing healing is a man's spirit. The seed planted is the Word of God, and the soil into which the seed is being planted is the condition of that man's heart. Even good seed planted in poor soil will always produce poor crops. Why? The seed, or God's Word, is always good, so the condition of the soil must be producing the bad crops. Therefore, Pastor asks, into what kind of soil is your seed being planted? What is the condition of your heart? Above all else, guard your heart, for out of it flow the issues of life. Above all else, guard your heart, for out of it flow the issues of life. Above all else, above all else, above all else, guard your heart, for out of it flow the issues of life. This is a heart issue. This is a heart teaching. Um, I believe that we have some heart trouble in the body of Christ. And um, when I say heart trouble, I'm not talking about the physical blood pump that's in the center of your chest. I'm talking about the spirit of man because the Bible identifies the spirit of man as the heart of man. You have to understand very basically, I don't have time to get into all of it, but just so that we can kind of understand this, that man is a tripart being. He is a spirit, right? Created in the likeness and the image of God. God is a spirit. Man is a spirit. He possesses a soul. Soul refers to his mind, his will, and his emotions. That's the soulish part of man. And his spirit and his soul live in this physical embodiment called the body, the physical house, so to speak, that carries around the real you. So when we're talking about the heart of man, we're talking about that spirit that lives on the inside of you. This is the most sensitive part of man. This is what connects with God. This is what is um, touched, you know, when we're in the presence of the Lord. It's the spirit of man. The spirit of man is who you truly are. The Bible refers that, uh, Paul referred to the, to the spirit of man as the hidden man of the heart. So when we're talking about the heart, we're talking about the very core of a human being, the most sensitive, receptive part of a human being, being the heart of man. Now last week... <clears throat> We talked and we saw um, in our pivotal verse, if you're in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, 
it, it says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Very important verse to know and to understand. The Bible's teaching us very clearly and pointedly that the heart of man is so important. It is so important to your life, to the outcome of your life, to the direction of your life, to the things that come out of your life, that the Bible says above all else. Now that's a pretty strong statement, above all else. Above your faith walk, above your love walk, above your, you know, hope, uh, your hope level, above all else, guard your heart. And I really believe why, because see, if your heart's in the right condition, faith, love, hope, and all the other things are going to be there. But above all else, guard your heart. And this is the New King James Version. says, for out of it spring the issues of life. Now, we went through a couple of versions and I think would bear repeating. In the New Living Translation, it says this. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. The very course of your life uh, will be determined by the condition of your heart. How many of you agree with me? It's really important to pay attention to your heart because this is where stuff is happening. Either good stuff is happening or not good stuff is happening. And he says here, uh, this is um, the Spurl translation of the Old Testament. With all watchfulness, guard thine heart for out of it, and I love this, out of it flow the actions of life. So what we're learning from, from these verses is that the heart is like the control panel or the control center of every human life. That the heart and the condition of the heart will determine the outcome of one's life. If you keep your heart in good condition, then you will have a good outcome. Good things will come out of you. Good things will come to you. Good things will happen because your heart is in the right condition. Let me give you one more translation. This one I don't know. I don't know where I got it from. But guard your heart more than any other treasure for it is the source of life. So in this particular version, they refer to the heart as a treasure. And that's what we need to do. We need to treasure this heart and to keep it in right condition. Now last week we went over to Mark's, Matthew, uh, sorry, Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, where Jesus identifies four types of ground, distinctly different. And he said that first it was the wayside, which we identified being the hard ground. And he said the seed fell on that ground, but it couldn't produce, and the devil came in and snatched it away. So one of the things we talked about last time was that if you want to open the door to the devil in your life, then get a hardened heart. Life's things. And I explained to you that that, that, that hardened pathway or that wayside was a pathway that was created from pressure being applied to it, from being walked on, stepped on, pressure. How many of you have ever had pressure in your life? Some of you look like you have pressure right now. You know what I'm talking about. Don't let the pressures of life, what people do, what people say, you know, maybe you feel walked on, maybe you feel abused. We've all been in situations like this. Don't let that harden your heart because it says immediately the devil comes, not even, not even tomorrow. He says immediately the devil comes in and takes that seed and snatches it and brings it away, takes it away. In other words, the word 
falls upon a wayside heart, a hard heart, and it will not work. It will not take root. Then we talked about the second type of ground that Jesus identified in Mark's Gospel, chapter 4. He said that there was rocky ground. He said that kind of seed fell and it sprouted and it rejoiced. But because it had no, no root in itself, it didn't take hold. Immediately when trouble came and persecutions came and, and the heat came, when the heat came, I said when the heat came, I said when the heat came, you know what I'm talking about, the heat. When trouble, when the enemy, when, you know, doubts assail you and, and, and people, whatever, when the heat comes, when the temptations come, when, when maybe you don't understand comes, glory to God, when the heat comes, it says that it scorched it and it withered up and it could not produce. We identified that as a shallow Christian because really when he said rocky ground, he didn't mean ground with rocks in it. It was a massive area of rock with a thin layer of dirt. In other words, it had no depth. Time to go deep with God. Turn to somebody and say, go deep with God. You can't be superficial and think that the seed of God's word is going to work in your life. This is serious business. And keeping our heart in right condition. Jesus is identifying this here. And, and he says, so that one sprouted up and withered. They didn't last because persecution and all that. And they just, they just ran away. And the seed had no. Don't run away from God. Hang out. Sit there for a while. Marinate in the word of God. Let the seed take hold in your life. Keep listening. Keep learning. Keep Keep hungering for the word of God. Let it, let it just lie in your heart for a while and let it root, let it grow and let it produce in your life. Don't quit because you don't understand or don't quit because of persecution. Hang in there for a while because the devil wants you to quit. Then we talked about the third kind of soil and it said this was thorny ground. It said the seed fell upon this but the cares of the world the deceitfulness of wealth and riches and other things entering in choke the word and it makes it unfruitful. We call that the distracted Christian. The one who finds themselves encumbered like all the cares of the world and all the things. We have more attention on what's going on in the world than we do uh, with what's going on in heaven. What's going on in the word. So that kind of Christian says it chokes out the word and it's totally unfruitful and it doesn't produce. Then he goes to the fourth ground and he says, but the good soil, the good heart, the good soil is the one who hears the word, accepts it, and brings forth 30, 60, and even 100 fold. Now, where we left off last week, we said four conditions that Jesus speaks about. Four conditions of the heart, Right? Wayside, rocky, thorny, and good. Isn't it interesting that they all received the same word, but only one quarter of those who heard the word were able to produce results in their life, 30, 60, and even 100 fold. That means, to, that means I, by those statistics that Jesus gives us, he's trying to warn us that if we're not, if we're not careful, our heart has a greater 75% chance Whoa. Of being somewhere that it shouldn't be in this list of conditions instead of it being 
in a good place where it can hear the word, accept the word, receive the word, act on the word, and bring forth 30, 60, and even 100 fold in our life. How many of you would agree with me that keeping our heart in good condition is of great importance to us and to God in our life? You can't get away from it. Obviously, God wants to do great things in our life, but our heart's condition must be right. And you know, I gave you my little, my little saying that I think you ought to write down and put somewhere because I think about it all the time, whether it's conscious or unconscious, uh, unconsciously. Uh, the, the effectiveness of the seed depends upon the condition of the soil. I've seen people fall into those other three categories. Good people, they love God. There's nothing, they're not bad people. You can still be a good person and not have your heart in the right place. Am I speaking to anybody in this nice Catholic church this morning? So the effectiveness of the seed depends upon the condition of the soil of man's heart. And God wants us to bring, you were created to produce. You were created to walk in abundance, to abound in the blessings of God. But our part, that's God's part. He already did it. Our part is to keep our heart in right condition so that we can be, bring forth the 30, 60, and even the 100-fold blessing. Can I get a better amen on that this morning? All right. So with that, let's go over to Matthew's Gospel. Um, and I want to go a little bit deeper and begin to extract from the Word of God <clears throat> some different reasons why we should keep our heart in good condition because it affects so much of our lives. So let's look at this subject a little bit more closely. And this we're going to take out of um, chapter uh, 12 and we're going to start in verse 33. We'll read this through and then I've got some reasons why from what Jesus is teaching and others from the Bible why we should and count it very important to keep our heart in good condition. Verse 33, Jesus says this, Either make the tree good, and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad, and its fruit bad. Now, let's just stop there for a minute. Notice how interesting he says, make the tree good, or make the tree bad. In other words, we have a part to play in what kind of fruit we're going to be given off in our life. Well, let's read the rest of this verse. For a tree is known by its fruit. You're, the tree is known by its fruit. You, the fruit is what tells you what kind of tree it is. In other words, if you're a Christian, you ought to be given forth Christian fruit. Your fruit ought to be sweet. Your fruit ought to be abundant. You, here's a question. Is anybody hanging around your tree? Is anybody picking and eating your fruit? Because the, Jesus said, either make the tree good or make the tree bad. The bottom line is that, that the tree will identify, will be known by the fruit that it gives forth. This is what's coming from man's heart. So, so the question is, you know... Um, is anybody, is anyone picking from your, your fruit? See, I want a good tree. I want to be a good tree because I want, I want people to pick off of my branches. How about you, right? I want to share the good things of God. So he said, either make the tree good or make the tree bad because the fruit, 
The tree will be recognized by the fruit that it gives. So, so we as Christians ought to be recognized as Christians. That's why we need to take this stuff seriously and we need to walk it and we need to practice it and we need to develop it and we need to cultivate it and we need to show the world what a Christian is really like. Now, let's keep going. So, he says in verse 34, he says, brood of vipers. Now, that's a pretty strong... I recently said something and somebody got ticked off and wrote me a letter about it. Never put their name on it, but that's all right. Wrote me a letter and said, well, you, you know, you call people ignorant, spiritually ignorant, and I found that offensive. I called you spiritually ignorant. Jesus called them a brood of vipers. He said, you're a slithering, slimy snake. All I said was that spiritually ignorant, and that's, there's nothing offensive about that. If you're ignorant in some spiritual way, you're spiritually ignorant. He called them a brood of vipers. Slimy. He called them slime, slimy bucket. No, not a slime bucket, but slimy, slithering snakes. I wasn't that vulgar. That's a pretty offensive thing to say, but Jesus called them a brood of vipers. All I said was that you're spiritually ignorant in some, some ways, and that's what prevents people from moving in the blessings of God. So I don't know who wrote that, but God bless you. I love you anyway. <laughs> Be easy on me. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just the messenger. Bird of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? Now listen, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, so our very first principle of, of our list of things that we want to hopefully get through is number one, my mouth will eventually speak the things that are in my heart. So why would it be important to keep my heart in the right condition? Why would it be important? See, that's why like, I hound on people about being forgiving, you know, give up the offenses, you know, forgive people, love people, whatever, let things slide off your back. Why do I go over that? Because I, re I realize, I know from the word of God that whatever you're meditating on is being collected in your heart. You're, you have to understand how sensitive your heart is. And it will begin to collect all kinds of things that are thrown at it from this outside world. And if whatever you're meditating on, whatever you're looking at, whatever you're listening to is collecting in your heart, and if your heart gets so swelled up with some of these things, eventually it's going to come out of your mouth. And how many times have we, you know, someone's hurt us, offended us, or done something, or we get a, you know, we get an attitude about something, and we just ride that pony until that thing is so big, and then all of a sudden we're with someone, you know, that person, or, and something slips out. And then we are sorry we said what we said. And we thought, how stupid. That. Well, let me tell you what. That was, the, that was the, re, the effect of meditating and thinking on negative garbage junk that the devil is feeding you, that situations are feeding you. That is the result of not keeping your heart in good condition. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. So it's very, very important to, to, to watch what you're thinking about. Watch what you're meditating on. What is collecting in your heart every single day? And again, I'm going to say, it, what you're looking at, what you're listening to, what you're talking about is actually 
filtering itself into your heart and it is causing some abundance. That's why we need to be in the Word. That's, right. That's why we need to listen to the Word, read the Word, be in church, be around people who, who are, you know, faith people who will build and stimulate and encourage that in your heart because whatever is in the heart eventually is going to come out the mouth. Now, I can tell in about 30 seconds where a person is in their life just by listening to them talk for about 30 seconds. I'm a doctor. Not really, but I already have a lot of letters in my name, so I, I can't fit any more letters, don't need any. But, but, but no, seriously, I'm, I'm sort of like a spiritual doctor. Now, a natural doctor has a tool called a stethoscope. And they put that little instrument on the heart to listen to see if that heart is beating properly and if it's functioning and working correctly. Am I right? right? Well, the tool that I use are my ears. I listen not to a heart, but I listen to the words that are coming out of a person's mouth because the words will identify the condition of their heart and where their heart is. Out of the abundance of the heart, I can tell in, in, in no time what a person's been thinking about, what they've been meditating on, what has been, you know, what, what's going on on the inside pretty quickly. And you can do the same. This is not some, some, you know, thing that I can, you know, supernatural thing that I can do. You can do it as well. If you just listen carefully to what comes out of a person's mouth, it begins to identify what is going on in their heart and their heart's condition. So why would it be important? Why does the Bible go back to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23? Why would, why would we be exhorted, encouraged, warned? Above all else, guard your heart because out of it flow the directives of life. It's going to direct the very course of your life. You see? So your, your mouth is going to give you away. Listen to... Why is it so quiet in this... In this church, your mouth is going to give you away. Did you ever get around somebody and, and all of a sudden it just, it just slips out and, and they're telling you, you know, some, some ugly or not so nice thing comes out at you. And you say, I had no idea that you felt that way. Why? Well, because maybe they got offended about something. They got hurt, whatever. And they never, here, you ready? They never went and made peace with you. They never forgave. They never released it. So they let it fester in their heart and eventually it popped out of their mouth. Now the converse is true. The other side. You fill yourself up with the word. You stay in the word of God. You stay in prayer. You stay humble at the feet of Jesus. You just love life and love people and love, you know, love God and just love the word. You fill yourself up with that. Let me tell you what. When pressure comes against your life and the devil starts squeezing on your heart, guess what's going to come out? Word, love, faith, peace, joy. That's what's coming out of your life. Why? Because out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth will start to release. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.